Welcome to Chats by Design Atlas, everybody. I'm your co-host, Jan Springsjord, alongside Megan Ludke, and this is the show where we are going to dive deep into design conversation, helping you become the best designer ever. Yeah. How's everything going? Yeah, well, everything is is going pretty steadily. I'm staying super, super busy at work. It's a busy time, I think, for everybody. And um, if anybody that's still in school understands that the higher education system is kind of scrambling right now to get everything ready for school, and since uh, my company is a technology company in the higher education field. We are also just as much scrambling, I think, as everybody else. So we are just as busy. All of our clients are super, super busy and just keeping us on our toes. But overall, in the next couple of weeks, things will hopefully die down a little bit. Um, but it's been a little bit stressful over the last few weeks. But, you know, getting through it. Hopefully everything kind of goes in a better direction soon. I think that's kind of what we're all just hoping yeah. for. Mm-hmm. Norway also had a lot of cases reported the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was... Not good. No. <laughs> so we're we're all just working from home and yeah. trying to get through it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but to be honest, uh, we're kind of lucky to be in a situation where we can at least work from virtual yep. locations or from home. So that is nice to be able to do that, I guess. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Well, how so are you? I have something interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah let me know. <laughs> I, I have something interesting. Um, I got stung by a bee uh, yesterday. So that was that was fun. <laughs> so yeah i was biking home from work actually so and i um i don't know Mm -hmm. this bee just randomly came out of nowhere and stung my face (laughs) and so (laughs) so i wasn't really in a good state yesterday i was uh kind of swollen and red all like because it was pretty close to my eye so it was not exactly great (laughs) so that was that was kind of my big uh emergency this week but otherwise yeah work's been fine uh mostly working from home mm-hmm. going in once in a while and social distancing so. gosh i miss my office <laughs> <laughs> it's been literally five months since i've been to my office oh, wow. i can't believe it wow yeah, yeah mine's been kind of like on and off like i go every mm-hmm. i like i'm home three days and i'm there and then i'm home three days whatever you know mm-hmm. so it's at least nice to see somebody once in a yeah, while. Yeah, I think I, mean? it's, I think I miss like the seeing my coworkers thing more than I miss like the yeah. actual office space. But still, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. today's topic is all about design jobs. <laughs> Obviously, it took us quite a while to. Or it, uh, it took us like a few steps to get to where we are today. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, I think it's going to be really interesting today to kind of share uh, some tips on kind of how we got to where we are, but also for those people who are first like starting out like how do you get your first design job and I think we have some really good tips on how we can help you land that job and that first job Uh, even during coronavirus I think it's definitely possible you just have to find the right industry or the right kind of section of the design industry that's still working like to Mm -hmm. to avoid like 
uh, transportation or any sort of travel or any of that kind of stuff, I would say, um, or event-based things. But otherwise, I think the majority of design jobs are still intact. It's it's mainly yeah. just certain areas. And as long as you're applying to those really good areas um, that are still open mm-hmm. for business um that's probably mm-hmm. a, a smarter thing to do so but that was a, that was like a bonus tip because that's actually not part of our tips <laughs> i'm just relating it to the coronavirus <laughs> something that can weather but, the storm um, and yeah exactly totally. exactly so like go into this podcast i guess like thinking about those areas because these mm-hmm. tips will obviously help you in a situation where there are jobs existing not don't try to like apply these tips in like a field that is pretty much dead right now yeah. so or like an industry that that's dead. So just that's like a little side note. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So Megan, why don't you go ahead first? Tell us about your very first design job. I'm really curious what it what it was. My first paid design job was, I think, working for the um, Student Involvement Center on campus at Stout. Um, I it was tech, I considered it as my internship for uh, my degree, but I worked there for two full years. Um, and, uh, you know, it was a really awesome experience. And eventually I ended up uh, also working in our study abroad office as a graphic designer and then eventually graduating and, and getting my current job. But um, my first like really like paid design job. And when I really realized that like, design like holy shit like I can actually like get paid for like um doing something that I like really really enjoy every single day like I always had fun going to work and it was just like a crazy like switch in my brain um but it was a student design job all I did was make like event posters and event marketing, some social media graphics, um, anything that came in for an event on campus. Um, I, you know, did a poster, I'd get a design request, I'd, you know, talk to my client, which was really just one other person in the office who decided to submit a design request. And then, um, and so then I would, you know, talk to them about what they wanted in their poster and what they wanted to do and, and all kinds of stuff. And it was really, it was super fun. And Mm. I had really like a great time. With it. Mm. Did any of those things that you were like when you were working on those posters, did any of those things kind of uh, go into other areas or was it like strictly like poster design within that job? Like, was it, were you making social media posts related to it or things like that? For each event, we had a sort of um, like a template, I guess, guide, a list of things like each really like design request. We had a list of things that we had to come up with for each one of them most of which was just like a standard event poster, uh, the social media marketing for it. So like just like a square social post. Um, we had digital signage in the student center. So I had to make those poster like it, that was, you know, 16 by nine aspect ratio or whatever. And then uh, what else did I have to do? I And then a couple of banners for like um, on our like student um, event, mm-hmm. like org management software, marketing on all of our student org platforms. And yeah, there was a lot of different things that you had to make. So yes, I think I know what your first design job was, but why don't you tell everybody else what it is? Uh, yeah. So for me, it was actually, I also got one of those campus jobs uh, similar to you um, at UW Stout. I was working as the social media specialist mm-hmm. for um for uh, just helping um, students like learn about the housing events on campus and things. So it was like specifically for student housing 
And um, and actually, when I started, the position had never existed before, <laughs> so they hadn't they didn't have like a Facebook page or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I actually had to create the whole Facebook page. Like there were zero people following, and mm-hmm. had to like build up you know certain following and all of that. So that was quite interesting, quite fun. It was like it was part graphics, but also like just social media in general, mm-hmm. like commenting and writing replies to people and things like that. Um, and I also remember I had to take like photos on campus too. So I had to go to all the events and like take photos mm-hmm. or, or do things that would be like engaging for the people to like see their photo on the page yeah. after or something like that. So, uh, so it was quite fun. I was actually, um, in like the photography class, at, uh, on, uh, during that like semester that I started. So, um, it was quite fun to like use what I was learning in the photography class Mm -hmm. to then like in my job as well. So it was like a a nice thing. I would say like if you can get anybody who's like in school still, if you get like one of those on-campus jobs, I think what's really nice if it's especially aligned with what you're studying, you can use it as like more study (laughs) almost. Like Mm -hmm. you kind of get two things at once. Like you're kind of working on the the like getting better at things or I'm just improving yeah um but you're still doing your job and you're getting paid to do it so Mm -hmm. I think like there's like a nice mix if you can figure out how to to do that in your in your job uh your first job Mm -hmm. so so that was like my first 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 official design job I guess you could say Mm -hmm. (laughs) so but yeah that was that was that (laughs) yeah well that's awesome so yeah i I loved my experience as a student designer on campus it was always really awesome i mean and i know so many other student designers uh on campus and stout always had a really great like environment for it and eventually like my last year as a student designer on campus we kind of got together all of the different departments and offices and everybody that hires like the graphic design students um we all kind of got together and like created this group and then we had like a little bit of not like like an art show and like kind of a little competition between all of the departments and then we got all of the professors to get involved and like juror the whole thing it was awesome it was so fun there's definitely like a community aspect I think if you get a job on campus uh, because you're on campus so much anyway, like when you're studying Mm -hmm. (laughs) and what's nice is they really make it easy to fit it in your study, like in your schedule for Mm -hmm. classes and things. I think people who get jobs outside of the campus job um, while they're studying, it's more difficult, I think, to schedule things, Mm -hmm. to like have to commute between things like having that on campus Mm -hmm. job. It's like you're already there. Like, why not? Like, it's not even that far to get to you know it's it's just yeah. much easier like while you're studying to do that as well so i think it's a good way to get into it yeah the work-life balance is basically is so much better coming from you know a university they understand that you're a student and they understand your schedule and your, you need to be flexible and everything whereas if you were outside of campus it's just not nearly as flexible as what you would as a student designer but so, yeah, so that that's like really exciting. Like, I think it was very interesting to hear about where like our first design jobs, obviously they weren't that well paid. No. They weren't <laughs> like that great. But the good thing is, is that we got a lot of experience yeah. from it. And I think 
that's the thing that you're kind of going for in, in your first design job or your internship or whatever. So, um, so I think that kind of segues into one of our like first tips here and in, into getting your first design job, which is shine in an internship. You really need to stand out and do 110, 150% <laughs> to really like make um, an impact in what you're doing and also be noticed. Um, because the industry that we're in is so competitive at the same time, you have to really, you know, stand out and do everything you possibly can to get noticed, um, so that future employers will also take note of that or see the projects you did for that other client or that other company you're working with, whether it's university or whether it's a company or whatever. (laughs) Um, and so I think it's just extremely important to, Definitely take at least one internship if you can while you're in school. If not, like doing it right after school, I think is super important. And try not to do like those free internships. I know they were always telling us at school not to do that. (laughs) Um, uh, But it's so true because you really it's kind of like undermining the industry. Like they obviously like I just be warned, like just side note again, like there are a lot of companies that are trying to find free work out of students. Yes. Right. There really is. There's so many. I mean, you should get paid for your work. You shouldn't have to like exactly do it for free. So I would say definitely like working on campus is extremely like a good way to get into it because like we were just saying, it's extremely helpful while you're studying and just a nice balance to get some experience, get something on your resume. It's also within if you can land something within like design kind of things, um, it kind of helps you like, you know, be a bit more. Uh, realistic and not just sitting in classes all day, but actually like applying what you're learning and like a poster for, you know, the campus uh, organizations or something. So it's just a nice way to kind of work on what you're learning, I guess, as well. Yeah, for sure. And I think there's and there's a lot of opportunity to sort of um, experiment and just do things that you normally wouldn't get to do in like a classroom or just try out new things and sort of push your skills a little bit more than you would in the classroom. I think that's how I always use my, like, um, my student design job. I always used it as like a, a place that I could, you know, experiment with the projects that I'm working on and try something new. And if it just didn't work, then, you know, I still had the freedom to kind of just change it and completely 180 my design project in the middle of everything and it was always Mm -hmm. so much fun yeah Mm -hmm. yeah and how did you like I mean you ended up getting obviously the campus job by just um applying to it and (laughs) this uh, is a good story Um, but how did you actually end up getting it yeah so this is a good story I totally (laughs) I I frequently forget about it but um I so I was studying in Germany with you um in the spring and what did I do I think I just sent us some snapchats around to some friends and said hey is there any design jobs on campus that are hiring right now because it was in the spring and I knew that people were probably hiring but I hadn't seen anything on social media or anything like that and so I had one of my friends snapchat me a bunch of photos of all of the different design posters that uh, because when you're hiring for a design job at Stout at least there was always posters everywhere of saying we're hiring we're doing this and so I had her send me a bunch of the 
the posters and I reached out to a bunch of people. And eventually I think I saw something on social media for the job that I ended up getting, um, from one of my friends, she, she was on the team. And, um, so I reached out while I was in Germany and I applied and, um, my supervisor or the person who interviewed me, they, uh, were, they ended up doing a Skype interview. And I, to this day, I was still the only person who did a Skype interview. Well, now that with the virus, maybe that's changed, but, um, (laughs) but like at the time when I, I was hired. It was the first time they had ever done like a Skype interview or anything like that. I ended up having to do like a, a test project for them and uh, making just like a poster to see my design style and stuff like that. But um, it was it was funny. It was one of the very first like in like interviews that I had finished for a job. And afterwards, I was like, wow, I that was an awesome interview. Like I actually felt like super good yeah, about exactly. it. Whereas like <laughs> any other job previously, it was always like kind of a nightmare. And so, um, yeah. I was like, well, so, it was your first design it, job. And then so it was just it like one of my favorite. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was such a great job and, uh, I had such a, like a lot of fun. And so I, um, I got, I got the job while I was in Germany. And so I had the job lined up for when I came back and didn't start till the fall. So it worked out really well. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Nice. So did you like know, work a lot though then or was it really just like applying like you just um, well, filled I out applied. the I, um, I applied you didn't, know, you didn't like connect with the people in the job before or like um, before you or the ones in the team or? so yeah so the team lead uh, for the design team at the time um, I had GD I had graphic design one with her and so and I I don't know I I kind of I knew her from that class we were friends on social media and stuff but I hadn't really done anything but she'd shared it uh shared the some social media posts about the that her team was hiring and um she was gonna be the team lead in the fall and whatever and so I um uh, ended up applying and then when I got to interview with her it was really it was like a fun kind of experience too okay. um yeah yeah because I kind of already so you kind of knew, knew, like, knew who, who she was yeah. or mm-hmm. yeah 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 okay. yeah and then later when I got hired I learned that I actually knew a bunch of people on the team because because there was it wasn't just a designers it was there was three or four graphic designers a web designer a photographer a videographer an animator like all kinds of people on our okay little team so we could do all kinds of fun projects but mm-hmm. yeah it was really super fun. cool nice so did you ever go to like any networking events though during uh like while you were at school or was it not because I know they were, you know, like everybody was pushing networking. I also, I, I didn't really, <laughs> I didn't really personally do a lot of like actual like meet up with people to network. I know there were those like networking events. I never went to them. So, so I, I don't know. I found <laughs> like, a good example. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Stout had the, the art and design week, which was really like a great in comparison to like the career mm-hmm. fair and whatever, which was not very helpful for mm-hmm. art students. But Art and Design Week was always um, something that I always tried to do. It was a lot of fun mm-hmm. um, doing sort of mock interviews and stuff and um, all kinds of other stuff. But for me, where networking kind of helped me get my current position, it was really like being in like pretty involved in the, you know, implementation process of our new like platform on like in our department um and being involved with my team leads and the supervisors and then who were like the direct contacts this company that we were um buying this platform from and so and eventually um 
because of the really great job that we did, my supervisor was, you know, invited out to California to have a, uh, to speak at a conference with the company that we'd purchased this platform from. And, um, she helped me in sort of networking. Cause I told her when she went out there, I was like, Hey, if they're looking for a designer, like I'm happy to move wherever, because I knew they had an office in New York yeah. and all over. And so I was yeah. like, I'd, I'd be happy yeah. to move, like just say something <laughs> or whatever. And she did. Yeah. And so she ended up getting oh, nice. their, uh, business cards. And that just so happened to be like with timing was really perfect. And she, they just so happened to be looking for, you know, a designer and it just worked out really well that I was graduating and whatever. And so then, um being able to network through my supervisor and that way it was helpful for me but yeah yeah. yeah. So I guess that you did network yeah, a little bit, <laughs> clearly <kind of. laughs> because you, you used your contacts and you asked them to give you leads yeah. to positions yeah. that were out there. So that's mm-hmm. definitely networking. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, I, for me, it was very much just like on, I was on LinkedIn and I just applied to like the Adidas mm-hmm. jobs and, I don't know. I, I well, I think what did really help though was I when I was applying for these uh, the Adidas internship. It really helped to have um, this like design job from the campus, mm-hmm. uh, like just doing a design job in my past. Yeah. <laughs> because without that, it's obviously hard to get an internship in like that kind of company. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would say there's a lot of competition. So, uh, if anybody is going after those, just know that, you know, if you're going after an internship at such a level with the, those types of high competitive companies, it's always helpful to have like a school, a job before or something that you've mm-hmm. done to at least show that you can your capabilities or show yeah. that you've done something. Mm-hmm. But obviously they're not they're not just looking for that either. They're also looking for like who who they think will fit in their team. Even if you don't have a lot of experience, uh, obviously they know the internship is like help you learn. Mm-hmm. So um, but just like be mindful that, you know, it's always helpful to have something if you're going after like Adidas or Apple or some major company. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's just always helpful to be able to put like, have some sort of a client perspective or like client designer working like perspective. And so being able to say, oh, my client was this and I did this in an interview, it just can be so much more impactful than saying, oh, I did this for a class. Like, um, So, yeah, then like, I guess our second tip, we have this list here um, where it would be like applying for the right jobs. (laughs) Um, I think a lot of people Mm -hmm. apply uh, to just every design job, hoping they're going to get one. Uh, And I think that's yeah, that's like the mindset of I have no job. I'm desperate and I need a job. (laughs) But that's not actually taking the time to figure out, like, Mm -hmm. do you actually want to work there? Like, like, is that actually going to fit who you are as a person? Like, is the team someone I like is the team something Mm -hmm. uh, or a group of people that I actually see myself with? Uh, like I think things like that are so mm-hmm. important, especially like maybe after the first month, you don't realize it, but after the fourth or fifth month, you're like, okay, these people are either really crazy to work with or, and you would, you would already probably been able to tell that if you did a bit more research in the company. So, um, yeah, like you, if you get the interview, mm-hmm. you can also kind of screen it, but I think just, 
you know, with that, like save yourself time because if you research the company a lot more doing like Mm -hmm. even checking on like YouTube videos, like has anybody done like a, my day in the life of at a certain company or those types of videos, uh, those can really help Mm -hmm. you kind of see, okay, like that's how that company is, or that's how it looks, or that's the, that's the type of people that are working there. Uh, and how is the, the balance there between work and, and, and life. (laughs) So I think it's just super important to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think, I think that it also helps if you have some sort of like, it's, you're applying for more quality like positions, uh, positions that you actually care more about. Like the qualitative over quantitative is always a better direction. And I think, and thinking Pat to my past interview experiences with other companies and, you know, when I was looking for a job after graduation and all of that, the companies that I heard back from were the companies I wanted to hear back from. And it was because I spent so much more time in like focusing on those applications and, and reaching out to the people and trying to like, I don't know, knowing somebody that works there or because, you know, I was applying for jobs in Minneapolis where I had a lot of, you know, stout alumni network and stuff like that. So it was easier to reach out to somebody that I knew and be like, Hey, you know, what is this interview process? Like, what is this? And whatever. And, and it was so much more helpful to me to know, um, like that I cared a little bit more about that job versus, just a random job that I didn't want to interview for. Exactly. Exactly. Because then when you, when you hear back, when you hear back from them too, you really feel like, okay, I want to take this like to the next step. It's not like, oh, I'm going to screen them again and see if I really like them or not. You know, it's, 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 I think you're really more happy when you get that call back. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like when you care a little bit more about it and you, you become so much more invested in being able to get that job and negotiate for what you need and want. Yeah. So definitely like you were just saying, like looking up the people who work there, um, finding out what their past experiences were, uh, also it can be helpful, uh, like just to figure out who those, your colleagues would be in that job. So looking up LinkedIn profiles, seeing who, uh, what other people work at that company, etc. Um, I know it sounds a bit stalkerish, so like you can go in complete stalker mode here because you really want to see who you're going to be working with and who your manager might be or, or those types of things. So I think it's just super helpful. Like that, that kind of in-depth research really helps. Um, and then also another thing I think, um, when you're applying for the right job, uh, by kind of making sure that your resume fits each of the jobs you're applying for, for example, um, just making sure it's a bit tweaked or, or even your cover letter, like making sure it's like for the position, not just like copy paste for every job you apply to, um, by making sure that you've kind of modified the text a bit to each position. Um, maybe they say something specific in their application. You can address it with a certain experience you had or something really will make you stand out. Um, aside from all the people that are copying and pasting. <laughs> so I think it's, it's uh, really helpful um, and a kind of a good, good way mm-hmm. to get noticed. And I think so. in us being in sort of a, a creative, obviously a very creative industry, I think you have so much more freedom to get creative with your resume, um, especially if you're applying to, you know, more like smaller teams, more, um, a startup environment, not something that you're not going through like an HR department. You're, you know, you're going to be in like, 
directly working with like the supervisors or whatever in your interview process. And I think you can be so much more creative in things that you do. And you just stand out so much more when you do that. Um, a really good friend of mine and used to be my roommate. Her name was Ashley. So she decided to brand herself in this really like very interesting way. Her last name really rhymed with ketchup, <laughs> which sounds funny, but she took this concept of ketchup and like just went full force into every si single creative endeavor that she could. She literally, she, you know, rebranded and redesigned uh, ketchup labels and on a bottle and she you know with her face on it she had a whole photo shoot where she put ketchup packets like as a mask and then she used that in her branding as her like profile photo and it was like it's it just turned out and like there were just the everything about it it was just wild it was so wild and so strange but it stood out so much and her resume was literally a recipe card like she went full force into this brand and she what she did to make herself stand out in every way she put together this little box uh with a ketchup bottle that had her face on it and uh like all the, the newly branded like labels and everything with her resume card right next to it and then some ketchup packets in this box and all decorated really nicely and she dropped it off at agencies all over the twin cities and all over and just like she ended up getting noticed there's I think there's an article about her um out now but it was just like she just was so creative with it. And I think she's in the process of reworking that brand and, and trying to apply it to her next endeavors. But it's just like, I, it was such an interesting way to do it. And she stood out so much compared to, like, I felt like I was invisible compared yeah. to her when she was doing all of that. But, oh yeah, I definitely don't limit yourself, right? Like, I think no. there are, like, you, we are in the creative industry. So trying to figure out ways to stand out is like the best way yeah. to stand out. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> and certainly you don't have to put in that much work. I mean, no. it's, like my resume is pretty basic. It, it looks nice, but that's about it. I mean, there's nothing like super fancy about it, but also like, and, and that, you know, certainly can get you a job. But if you, you know, maybe don't have as much, you know, working experience, use yourself as your client. I mean, you like, you're only going to be as good as you make yourself in this situation. And so she, she didn't have a student, like a campus job or uh, as a, like she didn't have very good in like internships to pull from. She, she was a, you know, transfer student. So she wanted to use everything that she had um, to maybe to just like promote herself in a really good way. And she uses opportunity as just like a, uh, like a creative brief, like how can I make this like something super um, creative and, and compelling versus um, just another boring. Just handing like out that. resumes. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. No, I think definitely like, yeah. So if you definitely, if you don't have that experience, there's many ways to show that you yeah. can do what you, that you know what you're doing. Um, and mm -hmm. that's definitely a, like Ashley did. That's definitely a way to do it. <laughs> So yes, and get exactly. and get noticed for sure. Um, I guess like in our interviews, so like tip three would be nailing the interview because um, yeah. yeah, like you send out your creative resume, you get everybody noticing you, and then you get the interview. And the interview yeah. is probably like the at the beginning first job. It's like the most dreaded thing because now yeah. people are going to question what you know. 
uh, or ask you how like um, to see if they would be a good fit and all and, and all of these things. So I think it's it's an interesting uh, time, especially if it's your first interview. What I did um, for my first interview, um, I'm trying to think uh, the UW Stout housing job for my first job. That wasn't very it was more just like uh I sent in my resume, they saw what post I did, and I kind of got the job. It wasn't really like a big interview process. But the Adidas internship that I got, that was like intense. Like I was literally mm-hmm. like writing paper, pages on pages of notes about the company. I was like figuring out exactly what this role that I was applying to, like what other people around the world had done it, like what, who are the other people on the team? Uh, I was mm-hmm. figuring out like so many things about it, uh, about the place, about the team, about the whole job. And that really helped to just kind of having not been there, having not met anybody yet, it just helps mm-hmm. you kind of put into perspective who you're actually going to be talking to or where you end, might be end up working for this internship. Yeah. So uh, it really helped like to have a lot of notes and to kind of consolidate those notes and like having them on my computer screen while having the Skype uh, mm-hmm. uh, video call uh, interview. So it was just really like helpful to just have all of those there. And then I also did like I researched like fake like questions that people ask on on interviews. And I wrote like replies like so I'd be, I'd pretend like I'd do like a mock interview for my to myself. Yeah. Like, I'd be like just mm-hmm. getting like 20 different questions and just writing all the answers in the document. Um, and then by doing that, obviously during the interview, they don't ask you the same question, but they ask you like very kind of questions that are in that category. So if, if an answer that you've written for one of those, you can kind of like pull out of it and during the interview process and kind of just be like, okay, I remember like writing that down or it's kind of, it's almost like studying. Mm-hmm. It's like having notes on what to talk about. So um, it just really yeah. helped because it like consolidated my ideas and not having me, not having to just think like, oh, what am I going to say or whatever, you know? <laughs> so it's just mm-hmm. a good, I think a good tip, like just a pre- preparation of interviews and then, yeah, just making sure that you're confident. Yeah. I think that the the biggest thing for me has always been just be confident in, in what you're talking about and like you're, and be, and be passionate about it. I mean, everybody can always understand if you are passionate about something, I mean, it goes so much further in the interview process than in anything else like because I as when I was on you know the the design team for the involvement center you know I worked there for two years and um I was you know one of the senior designers and I worked really closely with our team lead I actually applied for team lead and ended up not actually getting it um but like I you know some of those I ended up interviewing my replacements basically when I graduated. And, and so, but I distinctly remember every single student that we, we interviewed every single person that applied for that job. And so every person that I interviewed that stood out to me was actually just genuinely cared about design and cared about their projects and cared about like the things that they were working on and, and were so passionate about it. And then those are the ones that immediately were like, yes, we need to, you know, bring them back. Like we need, you know, the next step they need to go move on. The people that just didn't really seem interested or cared, 
we just are like, well, thank you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what else you had to do here? Because it's like, if you don't really want to, if you don't care about it, then why are you applying for the job in the first yeah. place if you're not going to yeah. put in the work that's needed for it? Because you need you need to be able to care about it in order to really do good work. So mm, mm, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I think mm. having that like passion come through during the interview is like the key <laughs> or the key, uh, yeah. just because people are they can see right through it if you're like if you applied, but you didn't really care, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's surprising exactly. that they actually got you an interview if you didn't care, but <laughs> already mm-hmm. at that point, but they'll be able to really tell if you don't care during the interview for sure. That's the point yeah. of the interview, right? So, um yeah, I guess. Uh, what's tip number four, Megan? <laughs> <laughs> Our next tip is don't run back to school and study. Um, yeah, I think uh, this is really a good point. We think, you know, thinking back to those who I graduated with at Stout, um, maybe, you know, those who were not really actively looking for a job or maybe weren't getting jobs, didn't have any leads. They were like, oh, well, maybe maybe I'll go back to school, go to graduate school and um, I just, you know, maybe that's not really, it's good for some people, but not necessarily for everybody. And I think in our industry, it just, it doesn't like, you think you, you need to be able to work after you, if you get like your bachelor degree or you, um, because you need to have a reason to get your, I guess, master's degree. If that makes any mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. I, yeah. You might need I think, I think like having a specific reason to get your master's degree after you've had a job makes way more sense than just going into your master's degree after your bachelor's mm-hmm. degree. Like, mm-hmm. for example, you get your first job and then you're like, okay, I really like this, but I don't really like this. And then, mm-hmm. and then you realize that. And then maybe two or three jobs in, just building up your career um, after, I don't know, five or six years, then you can really figure out, okay, these are the specific things that I like uh, that I want to like really focus on and get very specific on. And then, you know, for instance, you can do a master's degree. You don't have to even do it. You could just do online courses around that said topic. I mean, you could do that the whole time Mm -hmm. leading up to it too. So I think, like this whole concept of having a master's degree isn't you don't really need it in the design industry it's really about Mm -hmm. how well you can design (laughs) and if you can do that without a degree i mean that's like nobody is gonna judge you for that you don't don't even need a degree to get into our industry in the first place i mean we used school as or at least i use school as really like a, a opportunity for me to just continue learning and understanding the industry and getting to know it better before just jumping into it and you know to refine my skills and craft and to understand what because I learned so much more about the industry in school than I probably would have on my own I didn't know that I actually would have been really great at UX or it opens up a lot more resources to you for sure I mean you get way more you get a a better way of thinking about things that you don't know yeah, exactly. yeah, it kind of forces you to work on things that you maybe wouldn't exactly want to do. Like I dreaded every moment of my or leading up to my first um, web design course and like my first course where I was going to learn how to code. Little did I know before that class that I was going to fall in love with it in the first <laughs> like 
three days. Like I yeah. literally, I dreaded every single moment up to that semester where I had yeah. to take that. I, I remember that. I, just, I remember, I remember that. it so distinctly. I absolutely was not I remember you freaking out it. I was about like, it. there's no way I'm going to be good at this. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be good at this. And then it, three days in and I'm like, oh my God, I love this. This yeah. is amazing. Like, this is awesome. And then every project after that was like, wow, this is so yeah. frustrating, but I also so cool. love it so much. You solve problems. Yeah. I know. But it's true, right? Because yeah. These, you know, at one one time you're gonna think, oh, it's the worst thing. I have no idea how to do it. I'm scared. I don't. I'm scared to death about this topic. But then, like, school really like puts you in a situation that makes you think uh, differently about it, or shows you that actually it's it's actually not as bad as we think it is, or so on. And I think without that extra push, I think at times maybe if you hadn't been in school, you would just never have done it because you were all always afraid of the topic exactly. in that sense. You know. Exactly, exactly. And I think also just a tip about this university topic is like more school won't necessarily improve your chances of getting your first job either. I think so many people are like, oh, if I get more school or if I keep getting more education under me, I'm just going to get that amazing job after it all. And I mean, maybe, but that's not like it's not like you're increasing your chances. You're just. As long, I mean, if you're improving, you're potentially increasing your chances, but that doesn't mean if you get a job after your bachelor's degree that you're not improving your chances to getting a better job after the first job or whatever as well. So it's, it's, it, there's really no metric on. And our industry that. relies so much more on experience than it does on knowledge. And yeah. I think going to school and continuing learning is really just about uh, gathering knowledge versus like getting the experience. Yes, you get some experience in, in through classes and your projects and stuff like that, but really like the it's that client um sort of relationship that is really what's going to yeah. help you. And no class no class can really like teach that to you. I think like no. they can teach you the practical steps on how to make things or how to do things specifically, but yeah. they can't tell you how to have a relationship with this client because every client will be different. You know? So there's mm-hmm. like specific topics that just it's hard to even address because they're so varied in certain ways yeah. um, that I think you just have to learn on your first job. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, exactly. yeah. And then yeah. tip number five would be like just stay, uh, stay being super proactive and being super brave, I would say. Um, like look for your last job during your senior year if possible. Um, or your master's degree, if you want to go that way. (laughs) Um, But make sure that you're connecting with people on LinkedIn. Make sure that you're like building your network of people. Um, Make sure like opportunities can really come from anywhere. So staying open, like Mm -hmm. who knows where you're going to end up. You never, you never know where (laughs) your opportunities are going to come from. And I think everything in school has, has just shown me that all of my, some of my craziest projects, some of my my first job, like all of those things came out of really nowhere and just came from just being able to like being brave and being able to take those opportunities and run with them versus um, being scared to do it. Definitely and, say like using your network and just making sure you connect with a lot of designers, reaching out to them, doing what Ashley did, like you were saying in that example, like handing out ketchup packets with your brand on it. Genius, yep. like amazing. <laughs> so if you can figure out a yep. way to brand yourself, put yourself out there, 
and be brave about your idea and just how you portray yourself to other to potential employers. I think like you're way ahead of a lot of people. So um, and that's mm-hmm. kind of how you get your first design job. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely just putting these steps into action and a and lot of trial sh- and error. And yeah. And don't don't get discouraged. I would say don't just get discouraged if you um, if you don't succeed the first try, because there will be a lot of rejection and a lot of acceptance. So it's kind of like hand in hand. You have to find the right people, the right clients that might employ Mm -hmm. you. And then, but yeah, it's not going to be easy. I mean, this isn't an easy process. So, and just being okay with that and knowing that rejection is also a good thing, um, at Mm -hmm. times. (laughs) Uh, so just make, make exactly. And just making sure like if you are just, just being reminded that if you get rejected, it doesn't mean that it was you, it was just maybe not the right fit with that team or maybe, you know, maybe it was nothing to do with you at all. <laughs> so yeah. don't, I wouldn't say don't take it personal. Make sure you have like a thick, tough skin when you start doing yep. this process, just because it's, it's not always you in the end anyway. <laughs> so just keeping that in mind is so important. Yeah. It, in the end, it always comes down to the best team dynamic and team fit and who is going to, you know, be able to either fill in for those that you're replacing or, add to the team in a way that the other some where the team is lacking i mean yeah it gives, gives value and, gives value yeah. to the team i mean that's kind of mm-hmm. the point of joining a company they see you as valuable exactly. they want your value on their team and so therefore equals mm-hmm. better team <laughs> yeah so mm-hmm. yeah exactly cool well, I guess that kind of covers it. Um, yeah. I'm going to tend to my bee sting now and uh, <laughs> and try not to yeah. swell up uh, any more than I have. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that it doesn't happen again. Summer no. is almost over and then exactly. bees are not going to last for long. <laughs> bees will go uh, hibernate for a while, I hope. <laughs> yeah, pretty soon. So, uh, anyway. Well, thanks for talking today. Yeah, it was great talking. Have a good uh, rest of your day. <laughs> Yeah, you too. Chats by Design Atlas is hosted by me, Jens Springsjord, and Megan Ludke. This podcast was produced by Design Atlas Media. To learn more about the show, visit our website, designatlaspod.com, and check us out on Instagram, Facebook, or even Twitter at Design Atlas Pod. Those links and much more can be found in the show notes of this episode. And don't forget, Give us a review on your podcasting streaming platform. We'd love to know what you think about our show. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you all in two weeks with a brand new episode.